This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What do you do when it seems like everybody else is getting their dreams and you're not? Heather Thompson Day's book, It's Not Your Turn, may be just the right thing for you. Stay tuned until the end of the episode to find out more. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 2 Chronicles chapter 36, verses 15 through 21. The Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem. The Lord God of their ancestors continually warned them through his messengers, for he felt compassion for his people and his dwelling place. But they mocked God's messengers despised his warnings, and ridiculed his prophets. Finally, the Lord got very angry at his people, and there was no one who could prevent his judgment. He brought against them the king of the Babylonians, who slaughtered their young men in their temple. He did not spare young men or women, or even the old and aging. God handed everyone over to him. He carried away to Babylon all the items in God's temple, whether large or small, as well as what was in the treasuries of the Lord's temple and in the treasuries of the king and his officials. They burned down God's temple and tore down the wall of Jerusalem. They burned all its fortified buildings and destroyed all its valuable items. He deported to Babylon all who escaped the sword. They served him and his sons until the Persian kingdom rose to power. This took place to fulfill the Lord's message spoken through Jeremiah and lasted until the land experienced its sabbatical years. All the time of its desolation, the land rested in order to fulfill the 70 years. Psalm 88 A song, a psalm written by the Korahites for the music director according to the Makalai and Linoth style. A well-written song by Heman, the Ezraite. O Lord God who delivers me, by day I cry out and at night I pray before you. Listen to my prayer. Pay attention to my cry for help. For my life is filled with troubles, and I am ready to enter Sheol. They treat me like those who descend into the grave. I am like a helpless man, adrift among the dead, like corpses lying in the grave, whom you remember no more, and who are cut off from your power. You place me in the lowest regions of the pit, 
In the dark places, in the watery depths, your anger bears down on me, and you overwhelm me with all your waves. Selah. You cause those who know me to keep their distance, and you make me an appalling sight to them. I am trapped and cannot get free. My eyes grow weak because of oppression. I call out to you, O Lord, all day long. I spread out my hands in prayer to you. Do you accomplish amazing things for the dead? Do the departed spirits rise up and give you thanks? Selah. Is your loyal love proclaimed in the grave or your faithfulness in the place of the dead? Are your amazing deeds experienced in the dark region or your deliverance in the land of oblivion? As for me, I cry out to you, O Lord. In the morning, my prayer confronts you. O Lord, why do you reject me and pay no attention to me? I am oppressed and have been on the verge of death since my youth. I have been subjected to your horrors and am numb with pain. Your anger overwhelms me. Your terrors destroy me. They surround me like water all day long. They join forces and encircle me. You cause my friends and neighbors to keep their distance. Those who know me leave me alone in the darkness. Psalm 123, A Song of Ascents I look up toward you, the one enthroned in heaven. Look as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a female servant look to the hand of her mistress. So our eyes will look to the Lord, our God, until he shows us favor. Show us favor, O Lord, show us favor. For we have had our fill of humiliation, and then some. We have had our fill of the taunts of the self-assured, of the contempt of the proud. Jeremiah chapter 52, verses 28 through 30. Here is the official record of the number of people Nebuchadnezzar carried into exile. In the seventh year, 3,023 Jews. In Nebuchadnezzar's eighteenth year, 832 people from Jerusalem. In Nebuchadnezzar's twenty-third year, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the royal guard, carried into exile 745 Judeans. In all, 4,600 people went into exile. Lamentations 1. The Prophet Speaks Alas, the city once full of people now sits all alone. The prominent lady among the nations has become a widow. The princess, who once ruled the provinces, has become a forced laborer. She weeps bitterly at night. Tears stream down her cheeks. She has no one to comfort her among all her lovers. All her friends have betrayed her. They have become her enemies. Judah has departed into exile, under affliction and harsh oppression. She lives among the nations. She has found no resting place. All who pursued her overtook her in narrow straits. The roads to Zion mourn, because no one travels to the festivals. All her city gates are deserted. Her priests groan. Her virgins grieve. She is in bitter anguish. Her foes subjugated her. Her enemies are at ease. For the Lord afflicted her because of her many acts of rebellion. Her children went away, captive before the enemy. All the daughter Zion's splendor has departed. Her leaders became like deer. They found no pasture, so they were too exhausted to escape from the hunter. Jerusalem remembers, when she became a poor homeless person, all her treasures that she owned in days of old. When her people fell into an enemy's grip, none of her allies came to her rescue. Her enemies gloated over her. They sneered at her downfall. Jerusalem committed terrible sin. 
Therefore, she became an object of scorn. All who admired her have despised her because they have seen her nakedness. She groans aloud and turns away in shame. Her menstrual flow has sold her clothing. She did not consider the consequences of her sin. Her demise was astonishing, and there was no one to comfort her. She cried, Look, O Lord, on my affliction, because my enemy boasts. An enemy grabbed all her valuables. Indeed, she watched in horror as Gentiles invaded her holy temple, those whom you had commanded. They must not enter your assembly place. All her people groaned as they searched for a morsel of bread. They exchanged their valuables for just enough food to stay alive. Jerusalem speaks. Look, O Lord, consider that I have become worthless. Is it nothing to you? All you who pass by on the road, look and see, is there any pain like mine? The Lord has afflicted me. He has inflicted it on me when he burned with anger. He sent down fire into my bones, and it overcame them. He spread out a trapper's net for my feet. He made me turn back. He has made me desolate. I am faint all day long. My sins are bound around my neck like a yoke. They are fastened together by his hand. He has placed his yoke on my neck. He has sapped my strength. The Lord has handed me over to those whom I cannot resist. He rounded up all my mighty ones. The Lord did this in my midst. He summoned an assembly against me to shatter my young men. The Lord has stomped like grapes the virgin daughter Judah. I weep because of these things. My eyes flow with tears, for there is no one in sight who can comfort me or encourage me. My children are desolated because an enemy has prevailed. The prophet speaks. Zion spread out her hands, but there is no one to comfort her. The Lord has issued a decree against Jacob. His neighbors have become his enemies. Jerusalem has become like filthy garbage in their midst. Jerusalem speaks. The Lord is right to judge me. Yes, I rebelled against his commands. Please listen, all you nations, and look at my suffering. My young women and men have gone into exile. I called for my lovers, but they had deceived me. My priests and my elders perished in the city. Truly, they had searched for food to keep themselves alive. Look, O Lord, I am distressed. My stomach is in knots. My heart is pounding inside me. Yes, I was terribly rebellious. Out in the street, the sword bereaves a mother of her children. Inside the house, death is present. They have heard that I groan, yet there is no one to comfort me. All my enemies have heard of my trouble. They are glad that you have brought it about. Bring about the day of judgment that you promised, so that they may end up like me. Let all their wickedness come before you. Afflict them, just as you have afflicted me because of my acts of rebellion. For my groans are many, and my heart is sick with sorrow. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy and righteous and just God, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you, O oh God, that you are indeed our deliverer, that when we cry out to you that it is not in vain, and that even when we cry out to you as a consequence of our own sin and rebellion, it is not in vain. While, O oh God, you do indeed chastise and discipline your children, you do not leave us to our own devices, and you do not allow us to fall completely into despair. So, O oh God, we cry out today. 
We cry out to you today, knowing that you are the God who listens and answers prayer. You are the God that rescues your people. You are the God that rescues your rebellious people. And so we acknowledge today the rebellion that is indeed in the hearts of many. The many many who claim your name, that there is indeed rebellion in the heart of the church, O God, the church that the Lord Jesus lived and died and rose again for. There is rebellion that exists in our hearts, hearts that are to be surrendered over to you, hearts that are to love your word through obedience and to love you through obedience, O God. And yet we acknowledge, O Lord, that we have been rebellious. We have been unkind to others. We have harbored unforgiveness. We have displayed partiality, honoring the rich and ignoring the poor. We have not done justice and love mercy. For, O God, it is true. There is an indictment against your people now. People who love uh, judgment and punishment and wrath instead of mercy and grace and forgiveness. Would you forgive us, O Lord, your rebellious people? O God, we thank you for your sanctifying power that gives us the grace to tell the whole truth, even the truth about ourselves, that we have made a mockery of your name when we do not obey your law, that we have made a mockery of your name when you have called us to forgiveness and compassion and service to others, when you have called us to be salt and light, and yet our reputation is that of cruelty and coldness and judgmentalness. And, oh God, we ask that you would have mercy on your people Do not give us what we deserve, but grant to us what Christ has won for us. Oh God, grant to us what Christ has won for us on the cross. We thank you, oh Lord, that we can cry out even now as your people acknowledging our rebellion and ask you, oh Lord, to give to us a clean heart. Would you give your church a clean heart? Renew in us a right spirit that we might worship you in spirit and truth with the type of worship that you are due, with the type of worship that honors you. So, O God, we apologize, O Lord. We confess, O Lord. And we ask, O God, that you would incline your ear to us once again and rescue us from the consequences of our rebellion. Would you demonstrate grace to your people and rescue us as the people of God, but individually for those who are listening right now who are bearing the consequences of what they have actually sown, O God. Would you in your kindness and mercy grant to us not what we deserve, but would you grant to us what Jesus has won for us at the cross? Forgive us, uphold us, make us new, O Lord. We thank you, O God, that you're not done with us. We thank you, O God, that you are not intimidated by our rebellious actions, although you have every right to respond to such in judgment. You grant to us forgiveness and transformation and the fruit of the Spirit. Continue working on your people. And we thank you, O God, for this promise that the good work that you have started in us, you will bring to pass. The good work that you have started in your church, you will bring it to pass. And so we thank you for this reminder. We thank you for the ability to confess. And we thank you that even now your spirit is at work, helping us to tell the whole truth on ourselves, helping us to love your word and to love to obey it and to acknowledge our own rebellion. Change us, O God, into who you would have us to be. And thank you, O Lord, that even as you change us, you welcome us as we are right now. It is in Christ's name that we pray. 
Amen and amen. Has your Instagram feed made you feel like everyone else is more successful, more fulfilled, and happier than you? If so, you're not alone in wondering when your turn will come. In her book, It's Not Your Turn, Heather Thompson Day unpacks instant gratification and peer comparison in a social media world. She shares how we can learn to walk slowly and trust God to do His work in us, being more present in our relationships rather than striving for premature, image-based success. Here's what to do while you're waiting for your breakthrough so that you can be ready when it's your turn. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at IVPress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. So oh.